And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Glue Guys, this is going to be a diver episode. We're going to be James Cameron in our submarine into that mailbag. We're talking about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, the first podcast to ever talk about. Fresh. Fresh content coming up. This is Mike here, Salo Brian. Check us out on BK Glue Guys, netsdaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall at theathletic.com slash glue guys, a subsidiary of the New York Times. Brian. Michael. Do you think I could just say all that stuff like a normal person ever? Like, am I capable of Why would you? speaking Why would you normally? That's the, um, that's the gimmick. I just want to kiss you. Dope. Okay. I'm going to grab your virtual face and smooch you because I'm so excited to be potting right now. Uh, it's, I am. it's been slow. It's been a slow. We've been stuck in neutral here for the last couple of weeks with, with basketball news. It's that time of year. It's the dog days, Mike. And people say to me, you know, um, first thing I say to everyone I meet, hey, I do a Nets podcast. Before I, like the first, my son came out of my wife's Whoa. area oh my and God. I said, I do a Nets podcast. That's yeah. what the first thing. <laughs> that's the first thing but i did it in the voice of the guy from there will be blood i will say i had I my first podcast i was i was at a bar in my neighborhood with a friend and somebody was like you're Steve brian, Nash? you're brian from the glue guys and it was it made extra special because i Wait, had a person up to you? i had a person with me he was australian too a lot of aussies a lot of aussies out there Maybe from it New is Zealand. at least the top five country that listens to this podcast least, so wait a rando a came rando. up to you and was like yeah I know. And, it was the first, literally like, the first time it ever happened. <laughs> I promise. So what, what I, have, I have the opposite problem. Like now everyone's coming up to me and telling me who I am versus. You're going to have to move. It's, it's offense versus to... defense. I'm on defense now. You know, you're still, you're still blitzing. I am the Jonah Hill of this pot. I just can't take, <laughs> there's too much, it's too much anxiety. That's why I moved out of the tri-state region. Cause I just couldn't take the amount. I mean, it, it yeah, was, it was on the streets. It was a lot. It was getting men were throwing their boxer briefs at me as I'd walk down. Can the I do yes, a, Brian? Can I do a quick shout out to Floof Goblin on the Discord? Shout out to the Discord. <laughs> uh, Floof Goblin cooked up a. Uh, and by the way, the link to the Discord it's in our Twitter bio and in the YouTube description below. But all the spiciest memes are there. It's Discord.gg/slash/glueguys, and he made this beautiful AI art of Kevin Durant spitting out a cucumber sandwich that you can see here if you're watching on YouTube. Um, from from our theater, the th- the people were raving about the theater, Mike. Just just FYI. Oh, glue guys theater. Yeah. Oh, but well, the theater. I mean, we're we are thesbians, but so Mike, that's what. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Let's jump into the mailbag. <laughs> Brian, you ready for the first yeah. email? First up, that's 
Cheer boy, crank that. Crank. Matthew Abramovitz. Crank it meaning like it was too low. It was too low, but that's okay. We got it was perfect. Yeah, we'll get we'll get up there. Um, hi guys, this is Matthew speaking. Hi guys, two part. What do you think is the most likely KD outcome? And two, what are the chances Steve Nash is coaching this team after this season? Wow. After the season? <laughs> after the you season. going in with a hard yeah, one to start? Yeah. I figured because um, we always waffle on this stuff, Mike. And like for better or worse, let's have takes. You know, let's have takes. Yeah, let's. let's I'll be honest. <clears throat> KD will not be traded by the time preseason begins. But he'll be traded before the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a wide gap in between. I understand. I'm beginning to think less and less the run it back, last dance mentality is not possible. Um, You're beginning to think less it's not possible. Less it's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to do a last dance mentality. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's been. I haven't used English in a while. I know. We, when okay. I don't podcast, I don't speak. So this is. These are going to be very. It's rusty. My mouth is rusty, Mike. A I've rusty been embedded in the deepest, darkest of Peru. Shout out Paddington Hive. Hashtag Paddington 3.0. What is that? You probably have never seen I the Paddington no movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guessed right. Um, I love that you're deep in the lore, though. <laughs> they are masterpieces. Wow. This is not like a cool take. This is like a acceptable no, no, it's not. film take. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I really believe that I just don't think that this is going to come to a resolution. You know, if, if you're a person that believes, oh, he wants to still play with Kyrie Irving, he has none of his trade requests. Kevin Durant's trade requests have involved Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And if he really wants to play with the guy, like there could be an element of saying, hey, Lakers, trade for me and Kyrie, and you know we'll play with LeBron, and you'll trade AD and Russell Westbrook, right? That would actually probably be a trade the Lakers would do right now if they could. Um, so I think, I, I honestly believe that he's going to get traded. And there's a lot that we can talk about after that, but he's going to get traded this year. It's going to be before the trade deadline. I'm not going to say I would be shocked if there's a last dance mentality involved. I just think the way Katie's handling all this, yeah, the ruckus, reported ruckus that he's willing to raise, yeah, um, bring the mother effing ruckus, yeah. as they say. I I think that the Nets and Sean Marks are going to be very pragmatic. They're going to try to get the best deal. They're not just going to dump him, but he's going to get moved. Brian, what say you? Yeah, it's it's. We're at the phase of this negotiation where he's now lashing out at uh, people on Twitter, which is that's where things <laughs> that's where the, the sides really get entrenched. Really, everyone's stances gets hardened because once he starts firing off those those uh, angry, angry tweets that it's it just feels like there's no future. Like he's just like fighting with fans about like and they're just being like, your legacy sucks now. It's like, dude, what, like this is <laughs> this is like just as an objective, you know, I love that that. KD engages with people on Twitter. I love that. I do think that there's an extent to which you can um, put things in their silos, and they're you know it's it's just not always that healthy to engage. I think everyone agrees with this that like if you're going to go traipse into the to the real trenches, there um, it's probably pretty bad for you, and especially when it's very personal. It's, it's one sided. <laughs> you don't know anything about them, and they appear to you know or they seem to want to have a lot of information about you and your personal you're, they're just doing like psychoanalysis on you and you're like defending yourself it's just really bad it's really a bad place to be in um 
And it's anyways, that's all to say, like, I love people who engage with, you know, smaller accounts on Twitter. I think that's what it's for. But that's you might want to put those in their proper silos. Anyways, I agree with you. I think I think he's gone uh, by by February um, or whenever the trade deadline is. Um, And I but the real question, I guess, is like, are we going to have this like standoff situation up until then? Um, Tough, tough to say. I mean, Ken, does Kevin Durant want to go? full you know full uh like go to war and that's a go to the mattresses if you will um i I, yeah people seem to think that he won't that's not part of his i feel like somebody was like that's not part of his genetic makeup or something um i don't know uh that one that one does feel like the the make and if there is like a last dance run it back it's going to be that small window (laughs) of of that and like is there enough success that can happen in that period of time where it can alter his thinking. I, I don't know. Uh, but I will say the top of the season is pretty rough. I don't know if you saw the first five games. It's like a rocky start here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 a schedule it's, analysis. It's, 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 it's Dallas, All Memphis, right. Milwaukee. Right. Let's go through the schedule. <laughs> yeah. who, do, who do you got? I'm just, saying, I'm just saying it's pretty possible that we come out 0-5 to start the season. You know, it's very No, realistic. it's it's the Pel. So here's I mean, what's the Pels funny. Are, the Pels are whatever, but uh, everything after that is, you know, <laughs> Can I can I just point something out? So I'm on I'm on the Nets official website. Their season schedule, blah blah blah. Love thing. this. Love that okay. we're getting into the weeds here. Yeah. So this is I think this hasn't been uh, broadcasted quite yet, and if it has, I apologize. But I'm now just discovering this. Uh, the first Nets two games are against teams that the Nets ostensibly could be wanting to trade Kevin Durant to the Pelicans and the Raptors. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's it's the Brandon Ingram trade, or is it the Scotty Barnes trade? That. Raptors game, which is a home game. It's a Friday home game. Jesus, where yeah, am I from? You've been, you've been in South Baltimore. You've been in Baltimore. Jesus, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Give yeah. me some water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> against Raptors. Um, the Toronto game. It's Friday Night Live, whatever that means. The giveaway is a player t-shirt. It The, the player's t-shirt is a TBD player t-shirt. It's a to be determined. The Nets are such in flux that they don't even know on the second game of the season wow. who whose t-shirt they're going to be giving away. It sounds like it could be a, a Darvin Ham, uh, LeBron James <laughs> reversible. Could be. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they should just give away like at that point, like a Richard Jefferson shirt. I think you're pretty safe yeah. to, to give away the Richard <laughs> yeah. Jefferson. By the way, quick shout out. Michael Grady. People will probably know this by the time this released. He's just been hired to be the main voice of the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves. And I said this a little bit on Twitter, but I remember hearing Grady's voice for the first time. Like when they elevated Kustak to being more of an analyst and not sideline, and they hired Grady, he is like the voice of God. You know, he is an amazing all star voice. Mm. And he's only grown sort of like, I think everyone who gets in that yes, yes on nets on yes culture. Mm hmm. It's the best local broadcast there is. There's so many stars that have come out of it and grown out of that. Ian mm. Eagle is an absolute icon. Yeah. Sarah's fantastic. Beetle came out of there. And Grady's now going to be the play-by-play voice for the Timberwolves. He's also going to be doing some NFL stuff, I think, for CBS. Uh, su- a true superstar. This leads me to Brian has been hired as the new sideline um person let's the, get for, ready to rumble <laughs> actually you he actually is very litigious i found out Bruce yeah buffer. do not <laughs> if, you, if yeah. you got hired the first people don't know michael buffer Ooh. you could not use Sorry, that michael buffer we're yeah. gonna get sued yeah. if you do that again uh, i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it but i did i, did, let's I didn't begin do it. to <laughs> rough house um, start up the horseplay. sorry go ahead <laughs> 
it's a good yeah. bit. It's yeah. a good bit. Um, it, it, so Brian is now the new sign. That's not true. But no. uh, congrats, Michael Grady. Uh, going back, yeah, the second game of the season, the Nets um, against the Raptors, which could be a KD visiting uh, Brooklyn game. Uh, it's a TBD player t-shirt giveaway. And I think if I went to all the TBD t-shirt giveaways, there's not a single player that is listed on a player t-shirt giveaway. Now, I'm sure the Nets corporate staff that listens to this podcast, because we know that they do, would say, oh, we don't plan out what t-shirts are given away this early. We don't decide that. I think by the second game of the season, if you want to promote people buying tickets, you're going to say we're giving away a Kevin Durant jersey, and you know you can't do that right now. So shame on you, Nets staff, underpaid Nets staff. Um, you said something before I went on this rant, and I want to ask you about this. Okay. Back to Matthew Abramovitz's main question. Not about Steve Nash quite yet. Okay. Um, you brought up the possibility of KD gets comes back, he doesn't hold out, and he does play, that there's a window of opportunity for him to be like, all right, I'll just play this season, whatever. Like, I'll do the run it back thing. Mm-hmm. What 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 does the team have to look like for that to actually happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, this is so terrifying. It it rests on Ben Simmons's supple back, and it, and let's not forget Joe Harris's supple ankles. You know, like there's they are I've been watching some Joe Harris clips. silly putty. <laughs> I've been watching those those uh, winter tundra winter clips? tundra tested ankles. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's like a Ford tough, like a Ford, uh, truck commercial. It's like Joe Harris's ankles. Hell yeah. Ankle power. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're getting a lot of, you know, some firepower returning, you know, it's crazier things have happened than Ben Simmons, uh, Ben Simmons resurgence and, you know, Joe Harris being, being good again and it clicking, you know, that's, that's not the craziest thing. That's a good, that's a crazy starting lineup, you know, on paper, that's still very, very good. And, um, so yeah, are you saying that like is it possible that that's just like a good team, or is there or is it too like the chemistry's too screwed up from all this riffraff this all season? Well, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of a scenario that it it would happen where Kevin Durant is engaged, and I think I really believe like he doesn't really care about Kyrie Irving all that much because um, he could he like he could. If he really cared that much about playing with Kyrie, he would say publicly he's leaked so much information already. He would say directly, I don't like how the Nets messed with Kyrie and I want him to get a full term contract. And I hate that Sean Marks played hardball with my buddy Kyrie. And also, again, all of his trade requests have nothing to do with Kyrie Irving in terms of like, I want to continue to play with Kai. He could come out and say that he could. We It would be leaked by now. All of his trade requests are involving teams that there's no way Kyrie Irving can also be a part of those deals. Can, can right? I can I loop in Sean Pinto's question just so that he feels yeah. seen because this oh, is basically you ready? His, well, sure. Yeah, let's do it. That's Cheer Boy Sean the Bean Pinto. I called him the Bean because of Pinto beans. Give uh, me your top five beans. Garbanzo number one. Really, Garbanzo. Is that the yeah. same thing as a chickpea? It is the same thing. Exactly the same. 
What is it? So you want Garbanzo? Anyways, so as part of his multi-question thing, he says, the simplest answer seems... He's talking about... <laughs> I didn't engage with that. The The simplest answer seems to be KD was insulted. He's trying to explain, like, what decipher what's real and what's not here. KD was insulted how the Nets handled Kyrie and immediately demanded a trade. I can't imagine any other reason for the why he so desperately wants out. Thoughts. So I just wanted to loop him into this because we were already getting into it. And, you know, as much as we can touch on other people's questions while we're going through this stuff, just want to... Fit, just building the community, Mike. Um, but you were saying, like, you don't th- you think that Sean Pinto is way off base and crazy and belongs in the crazy house with a straight jacket on. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you are absolutely wrong, and I never want to see your name in again or email box. Yeah. Just kidding, Sean. So I, I, it is a very good data point that the fact that Kyrie's contract kerfuffle um, happened and then it ended and then Kevin Durant requests a trade. You could also look at it the other way. Kevin Durant found out that Kyrie was going to be on the team and he decided he wanted to go. Yeah. Right? Well, that's, so, the, in my opinion, the more likely one because that's what happened. I mean, if it was like <laughs> – like if the idea that – the problem is is that it's this um, this sort of hermaphroditic solution here that we have, Mike. It's, it's that he <laughs> – it's it's that he took the one year. Is that a, is that loaded? Am I not allowed to? Is that? I'm not sure what that would mean. Yeah, but it's because he's not. He didn't sign. Solution. He didn't sign the extension, and then he didn't leave during free agency. It's it's somewhere in between. Mike is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. Uh, so so uh, your face is telling me that no, maybe I, this was a rhetorical landmine. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it's fine. You're, you're fine. Yeah, hey, yeah. And so he's and so he's just didn't so say anything negative. Fun. So why yeah. not play the one year and then you know you still you still to be But no, I mean from KD's perspective, play the one year and and then do the whole trade riffraff. It doesn't make sure. sense. It doesn't make sense because well, and it's because Kyrie, you know, split the difference there and went for just a one year extension. Um, that that this makes no sense for in either direction, really. But for that Katie doesn't want to play with Kyrie. That's the only one that appears to be that's the only true truest statement, right? If he leaves now, he doesn't ever play with Kyrie again. Yeah, because it, it would be very easy for Kevin Durant to come out directly through these reports, through Sham Sharania or whoever else he wants to leak it to, or come out directly and say, the reason why I want Sean Marks fired is because they didn't give Kyrie the extension. Or not even that directly. He could have said, I am upset because Kyrie didn't get an extension. Now, there are some r- rumors like that, but we hear it from like third, fourth, fifth-hand sources, like people guessing that's why KD's upset. Kevin Durant, again, I work with Sham Sharania, but he doesn't tell me this stuff because he is a journalist. Um Air Kevin quotes, Durant is communi- air on that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kevin Durant, friend of the show. Kevin Durant is directly speaking to Sham Sharania at times. I guarantee it. I don't know this. I've never talked to Shams about it, but like that's how these things work. Being in the biz and being on, you know, within the corporate culture that I am. Um, well, so if if in fact KD really felt felt that way. We would know. We would know definitively that he feels that way. Now, he may use that excuse when he leaves town and said and say, oh, I really wanted Kyrie to have an extension. It's the type of thing you say when you leave town so that you're still friends with Kyrie Irving. But he doesn't feel that way. I guarantee it. I wish we knew more of why he wants out besides the fact that he hates Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Though if he truly hated Steve Nash, again, we've talked about this before. That's an easy talking about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Chuck that baby out the window. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Throw that bathwater and that baby out the window. But Sean Marks, and for the for the YouTube audience, I'm wearing a 
New Zealand uh, rugby T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, you know, fight for Sean Marks. Respect for this is a team Sean Marks podcast. Yeah, you brought um, that up twice now. Is that is that new or something? Are you are you pleased no, with that? A, it's actually from college. Okay. I don't know. It was just on top of my like, and it used to be very big. Okay. But now I gained a bunch of weight, so. Ah, filling, like, filling it out. Well, you look now. Now I'm like a rugby player. Yeah, it looks like your like, uh, your biceps are bulging in it. Looks great. Thanks, man. Ten out of ten. Hey. Yeah, thanks. Um, let, there's another part of this. Should we talk, touch the Celtics trade idea that's here in the Sean Pinto? Yeah. Uh, element. So he talks about how he. This is what he says. I also find articles saying things like Robert Williams is untouchable in KD trade. So now are you supposed to dump KD for a team scraps? It's going to be messy and noisy. But the only sound strategy here is to diamond hands this and wait. You know, you that's know what diamond hands. Yeah, mean? yeah. It's like no. a our Wall Street bets. Do you know this? It's a subreddit for oh, um, like got it. So diamond hands. You know, don't don't move. Keep them hard. Just don't move. Stay hard. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen in terms of what's the most likely kind of version of a trade? Now, you know, we could we could go through the likely trade possibilities. Do you think the Nets sell a little low at some point, or do they go the Daryl Morey route, which is like we have this asset. It's Kevin yeah. Durant. Whether he plays or not, we're not just going to throw him out there for no reason at all. I got to say, like, Sean Marks might be, like, a full-blown sending a shout-out to, to Maury for really setting the precedent for how to handle this kind of thing. Because <laughs> it's hard to say that Maury didn't didn't kind of, uh, you know, make some lemonades out of that lemon there that they had going on. Um, so in terms of the, str- the strategy going forward, that, that, uh, that roadmap has been laid bare by, by Daryl. So, um, I really don't think that there's any reason to do this before it's absolutely necessary. And even like, you know, but there's a lot of emails that we're going to see where people are like, why not just wait the whole four years? Like, <laughs> you know, that's, there's some very spite driven, <laughs> um, stuff there that I can, I can obviously identify with, but, um, at some point you gotta, you gotta pull the trigger. But I think like truly the, um, uh, the, the strategy is is to an extent diamond hands, but I don't know if that's beyond this year's trade deadline. I would, I would, that would be very interesting to see if they actually just let the trade deadline eclipse this this whole situation and like we just get a year without Kevin Durant. That would be, I mean, that would be very ball. Actually, I kind of want to see it. It would be very ballsy, but you know, what do we? You know, that's it's this is sort of an unprecedented situation for a player of his caliber to have that amount of time left on a contract. It's just very, and and to be put in the position that we are, where now we're, you know, and maybe this is KD's sort of like, you know, chestnut checkers move is to put us in a position where we have to trade him for scraps because ideally you would want the team that you go to to have a lot of its best players intact. So that's even maybe attributing too much sort of Machiavellian um, sort of nature to, to KD. But um, he's being pretty Machiavellian. <laughs> I mean, he literally <laughs> came out was like, I want these people fired. You know, what's funny. It's like the Machiavellian, it, like it's something, something about the Twitter. And I keep going back to this, something about being that vociferous on Twitter. Like it's anti-Machiavellian in some core way, unless I can see the bigger picture, because like if you're truly Machiavellian and you're pulling the strings, you know, behind the curtain, the iron curtain, um, you're you're probably not like getting debated into Twitter arguments with randos. It just doesn't feel there's some disconnect there. Or maybe you would be to give the the appearance that now I'm getting like tied up in, in, a, in a knot with him, because maybe you would give the appearance that you are easily debated by um by shit posts on Twitter so that people don't think you're Machiavellian. Yeah, there's a lot to it. Let me do this. Sorry. I just, I, I just exhausted I have, myself. <laughs> I have an interesting thought about this season 
It's it's kind of lame. What a lame tease that I think I have an interesting thought. <laughs> I have an interesting thought. What, what is the these... most local podcast bullshit ever? <laughs> I have a... Coming up after these five minutes of ads, stay tuned because I have a thought. Yeah, that's going to be good. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back. back. Brian, I promised an interesting thought, and this is what I will deliver. Okay. There's a common thought about this team that the Nets cannot tank, right? All their draft picks going into the future for the next three years, four years, five years, whatever it is, are owed to the Houston Rockets via a swap or directly owned outright. John Hollinger had something in his piece about a week ago about the Kevin Durant uh, trade request that was pretty interesting. And he mentioned in there, and I just want to confirm this real GM picks owed. Um, and the reason why I'm looking this up right now is because the the Nets owe their they have an outgoing swap going to Houston or Utah. So the Houston will receive the more favorable first round pick, first round, and Brooklyn's first round pick. We'll see the more blah 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 blah. The Nets have a first round swap with uh, the Houston Rockets. Um, why that matters. The Nets could tank this year and still have a top five pick. Houston is going to continue to suck. They just tra- they traded Christian Wood, who was their second best player, for essentially nothing, right? Future assets. Now, Jalen Green's fun. Jalen Smith, a high-level draft pick, could be good, though, you know, it's hard to predict that he's going to be, like, fantastic. He, he doesn't seem to be a guy who's, like, ready to come out of college and be, like, 20 point per game score. They have an interesting team, but they're still going to be bad. Even if the Houston Rockets have a top five pick and the Nets tank and have end up in the top five of the draft too, well, the Nets are in the top five. The Nets pick is only going to be as bad as the Rockets pick is going to be, you know, if there's a swap. 
So there's a there's an actual opportunity. So if you're talking about the the route tree, you know, it's almost football season, right? When there's a fade and there's a post, a dig, a cross. There's all those like anyone play Madden or NFL Blitz. That's I stopped playing football games after Blitz because that was, you know, once you hit the pinnacle, you kind of yeah. stop from there. Um, the route tree for the Nets involves KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons playing this season, right? There's like a percent chance of that happening. It's Kyrie and Ben Simmons play together and KD sits out. It's just a Ben Simmons-led team with Cam Thomas at point guard. That's the tank team, right? That's mm. the tank option. That's the the Sherman. <laughs> even even for a tank option, that's kind of fun. I got to be honest. Isn't it's, it fun? Yeah, there's some part of that that's fun. If Ben Simmons plays. Right. I guess we should also put in there a non-Ben Simmons playing option because it's very, no, it's very likely got, that Ben Simmons a, may not play basketball. What do you mean very likely? Has he, when was the last time he played basketball? <laughs> you think he's not going to be? He's like, he's super going to play like starting the season. No? I mean, what's the... No, nope. I don't know. I, think, I mean, let's put money on it. We, five bucks says Ben Simmons is playing. I don't have five night. bucks, Brian. You know that. <laughs> I'm wearing shirts from college, man. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, there, there's a real opportunity that the I just had to turn my phone around because I'm getting uh, text yeah, messages. Yeah, yeah. There, if the Nets wanted to tank, this is the season to do it because they don't directly owe their first round pick to the Houston Rockets. They owe that pick next year. They just give away their pick next year. But this year, it's a pick swap, and Houston's going to only continue to get better as the years go on. So if you're going to do a tank, which could be the KD season, you trade them. You trade Kyrie for those two first-round picks, which has been reported. Trade Kyrie to the Lakers, mm. take in Russell Westbrook, <clears throat> buy out Russell Westbrook because you do not want him on your team if you're tanking. You no. do not want him with Ben Simmons. I don't. Okay, no. I'd rather see, I actually rather see Cam Thomas than Russell Westbrook. And tank a year. Suck, but it's that short dip. Yeah, it's that golden state tank. Yeah, where you have those bundle of draft picks. You have a top five prospect to go along with whoever you end up trading KD to. The two first round picks from the Lakers, the first round picks from the that you have from uh, I think you have one left from the 76ers because you traded one for Royce O'Neal. So, you know, I, I don't think it's impossible. I think you can do that, you can make that pick swap and. You can tank. I'm saying the tank is possible this season. Yeah. It's not, you're not going to get the first overall pick. Top five pick is valuable. Would, do you think that's a viable path? Do you, would you support that viable you know, path? I, hadn't, I really hadn't been in the frame of mind to think about tanking, but you, I mean, like that Golden State, like quick tank with a bunch of good players still under contract is honestly the way to do that. That's the way to tank for sure. Um, just sitting on a bunch of valuable assets. Because mm. I think the, so a one year tank. And then you still have, you know, what? Maybe you trade Joe Harris or whatever. You'd either trade one of Joe Harris or Seth Curry just to get another potential first round pick. But you, your team is then like Ben Simmons, all the young guys, Royce O'Neal. Thank God, Royce O'Neal. You tried to sign him to an extent. Royce O'Neal's, I mean, you keep, you keep overlooking TJ Warren, who I think is going to be T- the, next, the, yeah, next, I mean, the next Sean Kilpatrick. <laughs> the next Alan Anderson. Yeah. Oh, gee, I don't think he's going to be as good as Alan Anderson. All right, wow. that guy was a walking yeah. triple double. Yeah, he was a bucket. Um, but I, you have you if let's say the best version of this is you get a bunch of stuff for Kevin Durant, you get all those picks from the Lakers for for trading Kyrie to the Lakers, and Ben Simmons becomes good. Whether it's Scotty Barnes, whether it's Brandon Ingram, you you get that young core immediately set. You have a bunch of twenty five to twenty one year olds with a bunch of draft picks and you're the young, exciting team in New York 
because I don't think the Knicks are going to be that necessarily. And you go forward and boom, this team could tank. Would I prefer that? You know, I think if I've been raking my preferences, of course I want Kevin Durant to play. I mean, I, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, I think we all understand we want Kevin Durant to play basketball for this team. There actually is a, a group of people out there that are so annoyed by the way Durant is handling this that they just don't want him at all. Like Brian mentioned, like four years, let him let him sit on the bench for four years, let his basketball legacy be completely destroyed. I don't want to see that. I love Kevin Durant playing basketball. I would be okay if you trade Kevin Durant for Scotty Barnes, for Brandon Ingram, for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Robert Williams, right? And we can talk about all the all those packages too. But I I think if you if Kevin Durant truly isn't going to be here, the two paths laid in front of you is like, should this team compete for this season or tank for this season? Well, I would rather a developmental tank, right? And maybe that is where we'll see Steve Nash thrive. Is not with a team with superstars. It's like the young pup Nets who he, he can be Quasimodo type vibes for the team. He can help build up their mentality. And then they go in, they fire him, and get Quinn Snyder. That's what I would like. Um, next I'm, up? I, next up, but I am. So I said Darvin Ham and LeBron James uh, reversible jersey. And it's not Dar- Darvin Ham because that's he never played on the Nets. And it, But is it Jarvis? Jarvis Hayes. Jarvis Hayes. Yeah. Jarvis Hayes. I thought you were talking making like a Lakers joke, but it's fine. Um fuck. Thank thank God. Okay. Um sorry, I didn't mean to swear. <laughs> that's it's like giving birth over here. Um next up. Cheer boy. That's Ryan Newman. Watch out, Michael Buffer, you know? I got the pipes. I feel like I could I could do that job. Before David Diamante got it. Diamond David Diamante. I was I was pretty hungry for that job. Um, <clears throat> Ryan Newman says, guys, Kyrie was running practices after Nash practices last season, and he links. He even cites sources here, which is this is high level uh, email. So take notes, every guy, everyone. This is yeah. high level emailing. Um, Camp Thomas's eyes rolled into the back of his skull at the mere mention of Nash's name at summer league. Now we have KD explicitly requesting Nash's dismissal. I won't claim Nash has had the easiest group of stars to work with, but if the players have no respect for him as their coach, why is he still here? It's not like his coaching acumen should buy him any sort of job security. Love, Ryan Newman, a.k.a. DBronx1414 in the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. Um, so, Mike, there's a lot There's a lot going on with this. And I, you know, here's the thing I think about, because, like, it's... So Nash is one part of it, and then obviously Sean Marks is another. And the fact that they're kind of both getting roped into this um this revolution this this coup from the players now like i don't doubt that it's funny it's interesting to bring up the camp thomas thing because um i feel like that stuff that kind of like that um public sort of jeering uh, excuse me a uh, coup durant Kyrie. very like nice coup de, coup d'etat coup Kyrie. <laughs> i could Thank see you. your your brain turning over there i was, I was like, like wait like, pause <laughs> yeah. i i think that the uh the revolutionary spirit it trickles downhill revolutionary guard the guard and so like when you have two guys who are in just outright um you know conflict with upper management uh you know the the young guys 
um, you know, it's who, who are you going to side with here? Who's it? Who's cooler to side with? You're like the guys who are going into the into the tr- I keep seeing trenches into into battle with um, with you know Kyrie and KD or like the stiff you know suits. Um, and if they're in open conflict. Like it makes, it's just divisive. It's so this is why people talk about like, you know, the holistic chemistry of teams. It does trickle down. It's trickled down economics in, in, in some sense, Mike. So what are, what are we asking? <laughs> so what we're asking for is, uh, is, is Nash, like the person on the chopping block and we, oh, you know, what's, yeah, he should have been fired. I, yeah, I, yeah, he should have been, I, he should not be the coach of this team, but that doesn't you know, solve all of our problems. I mean, I don't know what, yeah, our, that doesn't solve the problems. If, if, if it, if there is a middle ground, so what's been reported, of course, is that Kevin Durant made this ultimatum in a tea time London lunch with Joe Sy a couple weeks back, where he said, I want you to fire Sean Marks and Steve Nash. And we've talked about where maybe, if, could there be a middle ground? Because Steve Nash is the guy that Kevin Durant would have most direct, you know, conflict or even just relationship with. Sean Marks doesn't really have to have, you know, Sean Marks is up there in the fat cat suite. Handed mm-hmm. out Modellos to the Brooklyn Brigade. Yes. He's not there on the sidelines, you know, drawing up plays and not having anything to do with substitutions, right? Mm-hmm. It's very easy to be like, we will fire Steve Nash, hire Quinn Snyder or someone else that you feel like is pretty good, but we're not firing Sean Marks because we really like the job that he's doing. Steve Nash has done nothing to deserve his job at this point. Really, what Josiah, we all know this, Josiah is doing this thing because he is drawing a line in the sand, quotes, and He's said, we've had enough of just uh, rubber stamping everything Kevin Durant and Kyrie have wanted to do with this franchise. We've hired your buddies as assistant coaches. We've signed players that you wanted us to sign. We ended up, One of those players ended up being Mike James, who played big minutes in the playoffs or had to play minutes in the playoffs when he wasn't good enough. As mm-hmm. much as there's like a Mike James mob out there. <clears throat> Huge. He, he was bad. Okay. And... And KD wanted to sign Mike James. Mike James went on a podcast and said, Kevin Durant basically got me signed in Brooklyn. Mike James ended up having to play big minutes in that playoff run where KD's foot was on the line against the Milwaukee Bucks, and they lose to the Milwaukee Bucks. If they have a better player than Mike James filling in for the Kyrie injury and the James Harden injury, are we still playing? You know, we don't talk about that, but as great of a basketball mind as Kevin Durant is, just because you're that good of a basketball mind, think about how great of a basketball mind Steve Nash was as a player mm. and how not good of a coach he is right now. And, you know, I quickly about Steve Nash, like, yeah, I'm negative about Steve Nash. Jason Kidd sucked in two different places. He was bad in Brooklyn as a head coach. He was bad in Milwaukee as a head coach. He's good in Dallas. He was good, yeah. allegedly, as an assistant coach with the Lakers. Right? It takes a lot of time to be a good head coach. Mm-hmm. I think what Steve Nash is showing is this ability to be a first-time head coach on any level, like the first thing you do, is a it's just bad. It's a bad process. Like you can't just jump and be a head coach. You yeah. need some assistant coach seasoning in there. That's why and he's I, not I a good liked, head coach right now. I always liked having D'Antoni as his vice president, as his as his. Um, you know, his, yeah. whole, his you know his, his consigliere. His consigliere. That's even better because it's yeah. it's a lot more influence. Um, but that actually bleeds neatly into the the next email, which is um, <clears throat> from Cheerboy. Oh, Hank Schleiss. <laughs> Sorry, they, uh, my uh, Zoom uh, 
My Zoom paused. <laughs> it's Hank Schley. Sorry, Hank, I, I messed you up. Um, but he says the, the KD uh, Nets situation at this stage reminds me of when coach Jason Kidd tried to get Proker up to fire Billy King and give him GM control of the team. Like this, this, do you see how this dovetails neatly into what you were saying before? Um, Yes. In that way, (laughs) you see how, what I did. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, It's, it's way more about the billionaire owner, not wanting to be pushed around more than it's actually a choice about what's best for the team. I've also found the, the tone of some of the coverage to be weird since the word, since the word out immediately after the, sorry, these are the words, but they're, they're kind of worded strangely. So bear with me since the word out immediately after Durant asked for the trade was the Joseph. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was really just a crazy sentence. Hank um, was actually happy to move on. Feels like all the drama since then has been media spin. Can I just say, I think it is. I think this is a voice memo, like one of those, like yeah. <laughs> voice to text, because it it has that vibe to it. I'm but yeah. trying to, I'm trying to work with it, but it's um, it's challenging. Sorry, Hank. Um, <clears throat> feels like one all the drama favorites. since yeah. then has been media spin, when the reality basically hasn't changed at all, and that the Nets will hold out as long as they have to for a decent trade package for Durant. And unlike the Harden trade, there isn't actually that much pressure for them to get it done fast because without Durant, they're not contenders anyway. Um, sorry, I'm not even following this. I have to like all of my focus is on actually trying to make these sentences make sense. So assuming the Nets start the season with Durant and Kyrie on the payroll not playing, how weird, frustrating, or fun do you think this team is going to be to actually watch game to game? Hank, Got aka it. I am 3D Homer on the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. If you're not on the Discord, you're missing out. I can't stress it enough, Mike. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I really mean it. Like Brian's, Brian and I joke about Brian's on there talking to people all the time. Like, if you enjoy the show, you should just be on the Discord too because you're gonna meet other Nets fans, and wow. you're gonna get a lot of. You're not gonna get any of me. You're, you're getting zero Mike FaceTime, but I'll be there. I'll I'm, be there. Sure, I'm but. on the Glue Guys yeah. OnlyFans account. <laughs> he so Mike manages the Twitter. You're made for Twitter. I'm more of the you know come into the Discord you know and chat. Twitter's too you like actual human interaction. I'm yeah. Just the, 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 everyone on Twitter has just this like this gun of sassy thoughts. ass. Like, you know, tone. It's just too much. Everyone's so sassy to each other. What's what is all by this? the way, shout out everyone who when I tweet out a joke that when the Nets open their season against the Pelicans that KD would be playing against his former team. Shout out everyone that thought, Oh, but Kevin Durant has never played on the Pelicans. Okay. Shout, shout out to you. It's a joke. It's a joke that so Kevin Durant can be traded to the Pelicans. Um I so I okay. This is like, there's such a weird part of this whole team. If we talk to ourselves on June 30th, 2019, we let's say future Mike and future Brian went in a time machine, or I guess current day Mike and Brian, and we visited ourselves in 2019 after Kevin Durant and Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan signed with the Nets. The first thing we would say is like, hey, watch out for this coronavirus. Mm. Watch out for that, right? Because that would be coming very shortly after. But second thing we would say is like, hey, the Kevin Durant-Kyrie thing is not going to be as fun as you think. Mm. Um, so like Nets fans continually get ragged on that the environment is not nearly as good as you would think a team led by Kyrie and Kevin Durant would be. I always defend that because it's like they've never really played together. It's just been a mess of vaccine requirements, injuries, weird tweets, awful live streams, trade requests, people being unhappy and grumpy. 
there's no way to love this KD Kyrie era. And now as much as Ben Simmons would be the sort of the masthead of the new Mm. Nets uh, generation and how complicated that could be because is he going to play basketball? I still need to see it. At least the team would be young (laughs) and sort of less drama beyond Ben Simmons. And, and, and I actually think there's a, opportunity if Katie and Kyrie get traded it almost benefits Ben Simmons in some way because it's like the team immediately gets shoved sort of into the middle class of the NBA the schedule came out and everyone made a big deal that the Nets aren't on as many like their prime time national TV games have been cut in half which again to me I I know if you're a Nets fan that doesn't live in the tri-state area and you don't have league pass it's it's like, oh, it sucks that you won't get the Nets games on TNT and ESPN because it means you may not get to watch them. But if you are in the area, you have yes, if you have yes to watch the Nets games, or if you have League Pass, I prefer the yes broadcast over TNT, ABC, right? And also, I hate the discussion about the team after those national TV games because they end up leading first take and they're like, oh, the Nets suck. There's going to be less, oh, the Nets suck conversation. So that's mm-hmm. great for me. The, a team of Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, Kessler Edwards, Daron Sharp, you know, Curry, oh. Patty Mills, Joe Harris, <laughs> Scotty Barnes. Hey, okay. I mean, now you're talking. Let, let's say the Nets can trade Kevin Durant for either Brandon Ingram, Scotty Barnes, or Jalen Brown. Just one of those guys. And like, we talk about the ancillary pieces, but like that to me is not as exciting as Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons, but it is a younger team that I can be. I can wrap my arms around and give it hugs and loves. I think I know? could. I could fall in love with Scotty Burns. I, th- I think I could. I think oh I could God. truly. I'm already in yeah, love with the yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're saying it. I'm going to say it too. I, I love you. I love Scotty. <laughs> I love you. Um, it, it, like I think in in the fun of it is thinking about what a Scotty Barnes Ben mm. Simmons team would be. It would just be all fast break, rebounding, passing, no shooting. Yeah. It would be like watching what when Bob Cousy highlights pa- pop up on Twitter, and it's like he's doing fancy ball moves, but he can't shoot the ball at all. Right. That's the Nets are just going to be running gun, baby. Yeah. That's yeah, what it's I funny, want. It's funny how like you know how e- and I'm tr- and I'm tempted to be like you know it's just it's easy to just fall in love with people who are new like it's just new fresh beginnings whatever like that. But this has been a, like a remarkably unlovable team for a long time. Like this this team has been like the yes. the, the figureheads of, the, of this team have just never it's never been a full connection from 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 day one. Anyways, Mike, um, I because they've know- never done they've never done anything to to give us that connection. Never. Yeah, yeah. it's their fault. It's injury happened, but it's, it's their fault. It's part of the entire narrative of the whole thing, which is, you know, I, you know, more and never enough. I want more and never enough. And there's, it's just like, you know, anyways, ah, we'll, we'll figure it out, Mike, because I got to go. They're the McRib basketball team. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, Mike, where we didn't get to a lot of emails and I'm sorry, we only did a couple. Um, because there was a bunch, um, that's just the way it's going to be, but we love everybody who emails and we see you, we love you. Don't stop emailing. Um, there'll be plenty more of email, uh, based episodes in the next couple of months because it's a long time (laughs) till, uh, that, what is it? October 18th tip tip, Mike, we have a, we have a little time. So where do they find us, Mike? Tell them. 
They find us on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Discord, just hop in the. It's there in the Twitter bio. It's it's in the YouTube. Blah blah blah. Yeah, just dive in. Dive in um, we're on the New York Times homepage every day. Yeah, like there's a big Glue Guys. Just search. Go on the Glue New York Times homepage. You'll find the Glue Guys right there. Yep. Um, it's right below all the Trump stories and we're, how. Alan Weisselberg just uh, admitted to 15 felony accounts in tax scheme, which seems pretty significant. Yeah. You, can, um, you can find us on the dark web. We're on the dark web as well. You can find us everywhere. You've ever been on the dark web? Web 3.0? Web 3.0? We're on web 3.0. Is that what it's called? We're everywhere. Um, thanks, everybody. Mike, say goodbye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.